Hey there, boys and girls. It is April 22nd, 2018. Welcome to this episode of the Sunny Sunny Girl Podcast. What's up? And happy Earth Day, everybody. That is, that's what we were talking about. It's a very fitting, we have very fitting guests for Earth Day today. Yeah. What a coincidence, right? Like, we're people that love, people that love the Earth. But anyway, <laughs> well, before we welcome our guests, again, I, I want to start the show, as usual, telling everybody to, if you don't yet, Please follow us, like us, whatever it's called on your social media. There's so many social media networks out there. They're but fine. they all have Just some like kind of audience. Podcast, <laughs> hey, but not everybody's been doing it for four years, yeah. for over 180 episodes. Ha! Take that, other podcast. Um, it's so weird. Everyone does podcasts now, and they're like on episode eight. <laughs> and they get hella more hype, and you're like, hey, man, you're like the rugged old veteran that they was here before it was cool. No, no one pays attention to me. But anyway, so yeah, I add Selena's podcast on uh, what is it? Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. Snapchat, don't use it very often. Just stick to Instagram, bro. I'm looking for a social media intern, so <laughs> that might change soon. If you are a social media intern, uh, add Selena's podcast, show us your stuff. And, show um, what you got. Yeah, show me what you got. There you go. Um, but also, yeah, and subscribe on wherever you listen to this. iTunes, Spotify, Heart Radio, Maybe Google YouTube Music. Oh, yeah, that's true. We, we, we have a GoPro bouncing around here. But that's yeah, another intern there. Yeah. Hella interns needed. <laughs> if you're a college kid that has time on your hands and wants to work with an up-and-coming podcast. You have time on your hands. Yeah, that's what I'm looking out for you. Yeah. Or if you're an older person that wants to chill and, and go back to your ham radio days, what's up? Welcome. We well, don't we have to be like right like uh, non discriminatory or something like that. <laughs> Anybody can apply. Only young people will get the job though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's what those laws are. Like, anybody can apply, but come, you know what we're really gonna hire. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so so yeah, follow and subscribe and like wherever you are at Selena's Podcast, Selena's Underground, everywhere, everywhere. We're like, uh, what was that visa, right? Visa in the 90s, everywhere you want to be. That's us. We can take it now. They don't use it anymore. They've abandoned it. <laughs> Squatter's rights. We, Squatter's <laughs> <laughs> we take over your slogan. But anyway, today our guests are an, an old guest that we've had here, very not old as in age. It's okay. No, the pyramids are old. You're young. That's how we say people, I'm old. Nah, the pyramids are old. You're young compared to them. That's how you just make people feel better. Like, you're really old. Uh, but you're not Letty. Letty, you've been here before. You need no introduction. Your garden now... The the tree we planted on the first day is now thirty feet tall. No. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> That's how long it's been you've been here. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, let these here uh, you, you local urban gardeners. Were you even here before that was even a thing? Or I think when you first came about, it was still coalescing into local urban gardeners. It might have been another group at that point. No, it was. I, I think, think was, we came was on. Yeah. yeah. Who but was it? We've had a lot of people. Before. Before we had the garden, when before we the yeah, bef- before the yeah, before the garden for sure, and you were you were before you hit up the city, right? Yeah. Well, there was a deadline; they had to approve it, and you had like a grant that you needed. Again, you needed to spend the money before a certain deadline, and the city was. And if you didn't, you got penalized. <laughs> yeah, as in, as in you lost it. 
And, and again, we're all we are critical of the city and give them credit. They they pusieron las pilas, you know, and they yeah, fucking <laughs> <laughs> and they got it done. Um, and you got it done. So so that was cool. So we'll definitely get into your garden um, as well. But we also what's now a, a April tradition now the Big Sur Land Trust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and and what was it? Was it? I'm stuck with Trent now. You're stuck with Trent. Okay, yeah. We, Trent You're, and I were often confused. Okay. We pulled it up. And that was his thing, huh? He was, he was, he was all looks. Nah. <laughs> Poor dude. Fuck no, he was hella man. cool. He was hella cool. He did the bicycling with the kids and all that. But anyway, who do we have here today? Thank you. I'm Todd Farrington. And Todd. I am happy to be here, gentlemen. Thank you. And uh, what are you... Are you going to applaud, Kucho? Come on. Applaud. Like it's on the notes, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I just read the notes. <laughs> yeah, but but I we we I started listening to the Trent episode as we were oh, we were so I, I, I got Trent and t- the tea. I got the, the tea. That's it. That's my excuse. Big, big, big shout out for us. And the and the muscle drinking a slice joint here from Alvarado. But anyway, Todd, welcome. This is your first time on the show. Um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be a great time. You were here. We're here to talk about mostly take it outside Salinas, which is what we did last year, and yeah, so it's back. It's back now. It's in its third year, right? This is yeah. this is the third year. third year, and really quick because I'm doing this whole startup thing and all that. You know, really quick, twenty second elevator pitch or whatever. What is that? Take it outside. What is take it outside Salinas? Yeah, so uh, take it outside, um, also known as Vamos Afuera. Um, it's oh. going to be Sunday, May six. At Natividad Creek Park, which is 1395 Nogal Drive, Salinas, 1905. Right there in Las Casitas. Um, yes, mm-hmm. near Las Casitas. Um, essentially, you know, three years or three years ago in 2016, California Can- Council of Land Trust started a statewide initiative to encourage communities across California to plan and celebrate parks and open space. So Big Sur Land Trust came to us in Salinas, a few um, organizations, um, locally and hopefully we can do a shout out later for all of them um and we started we decided to do like a festival in celebration of parks and open space uh first year was kind of a test run but we did really good we mm-hmm. had about uh 900 people at the park and got to celebrate and really? talk and conversate oh, yeah. and uh i think ozzy was there the first time I'm there all the time. <laughs> all the time, right? <laughs> I'm there every time. Yeah. So and it's kind of it's kind of turned into a conversation about land and our relationship with the land and what brings us outside in our community and why we don't go outside and stuff like that. And so the city participates, which is important for relationship building in our community, which we need more of. Um, and I we but we you know we encourage um you know being active we do garden workshops there's a skate jam we'll have theater yes you you got to come out this year (laughs) you You better be there i want to say i was but i'm thinking of the wrong event i know it (laughs) there was um oh the music the car show with uh yeah we recorded with uh eddie I don't remember his name. Joey with Joey. Joey, yeah, Joey Martinez. Yeah, that wasn't take it outside. Alice Al Center for the Fine Arts. Is Alice Al Center for the Fine Arts involved here? Yes, they are involved, so they'll be having performances out there as well. Class mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, so well, I'm gonna put the headphones on because so I can make sure it's yeah, working. Yeah, yeah, make sure we, we got all, all the audio <laughs> levels all the audio levels right. 
Um, so, so the whole thing of this is just to get people to go outside in their community. Yes. Oh, come on, let's go, people. Yes. <laughs> and find nature. Socialize a little bit. <laughs> well, and it's a, a state thing? Yeah, so it's a statewide initiative. Um, but we've, you know, we've kind of held our own and made it our own culturally. We try oh. to make it. Um, well, that's, We're I think, what we, we brought up. Thing. Well, and actually, we, I think we, we for sure brought that up last year where it, it is kind of put up by the state and then the state supports this. But it, it's kind of lets everybody do their own thing, you know, yes. add, add their own flavor to it. And that mm-hmm. is definitely one thing we brought up um, last year. And so, well, what are some of the local flavored things that we, we yeah. had? So, um, Return of the Natives is out there. They're the ones who actually built the park. Um, oh, what? <laughs> yeah. So they start off with the bird watch, um, and they count the native birds and the population, like at, at 7 a.m. that starts. And then we do a park cleanup. Kind have you of, ever done one of those bird walks? Uh, the counting, I have not. I have not, but oh. I... How do you, how do they know that they didn't do the same bird twice? Well, they you, don't. You don't count the number of birds. You count the number of different species. Oh, I'm like, that's Jim, that. that's Fred, yeah. that's Barney. <laughs> you got to like trank them on, like radio tag them and be like, that one's missing, uh, get them. Okay. You know, and continue. <laughs> well, see, that, that's why you should go so, you, yes. so you're not yeah. in there like me. And then. they actually have a professional bird counter out there to explain all of it for you. That's and it's at so 7 in the morning? 7 that in the morning. That used to sound so early, but... I think I might be able to make it. There. <laughs> I, I'm I'm really curious, man, because the sun's up already at seven, right? It's I'm nice. just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's nice and quiet. And yeah. one, of the, really one of the cool things about that is that uh, Laura Lee Link um, from Return of the Natives and the CSUMB um, Watershed Institute, since they uh, in, initiated that restoration project at that site when they started, it was very much just sort of an unofficial kind of a dumping ground. You know, there was just a open space and there was broken down cars and tires and stuff going on so it was yeah. it was, a, it was a long it was over a year just to start with the cleanup and they started doing because there's a there's a creek that runs through it the nativity yeah creek. hell yeah it's just one of what's left over of of just almost countless rivers that used to run from the hills on either side of the valley down into car lake which we could talk about in a little bit and that nativity creek is just a natural sort of pathway for nesting birds to um uh, be able to find shelter and food and, and everything. So over the years, it's been an ongoing count, um, and mostly just small groups of volunteers or students going out there. So what what's happening now? They've been doing it. They're able to compare that over the years from from the from a, a community saying, "Hey, we want to do something about this place." To finding um, and working with an organization that had the resources, and the interests, and students who wanted to learn how to um, um, put sort of nature restoration projects like out on the ground, set new standards for how it happens in Monterey County. Um, so now it's, uh, they've, they've, they've partnered up with, with, uh, with, with all of us on the, on the Take It Outside, the Violence of Water event. Um, and uh, so this count is just an ongoing, it's a legacy sort of study that's been going and they're able to be like, hey man, look at, at how the population has grown it's over grown. these years and it's getting even better and better. Can you find that data somewhere, yes. do you know? Like at CSUMB, Return of the Natives. Hmm? The, oh, so you can oh, see, uh, yeah, yeah. or you can there. join us at Take It Outside on Sunday, yeah, six and ask and ask the, the project lead yourself. But certainly, it's available online through you can reach out to them and help if you like. No, th- that, that's pretty neat because, uh, well, I just came from doing a hike earlier, and and, and you just you trip out on the, the amount of wildlife. I, I, I guess it sometimes it, Salinas is a small city, but it's still pretty urban. 
But when you go to like Natividad Creek, you you realize how it's like, whoa, this is still pretty wild, and there's a bunch of lizards, and, and the lizards are are the crazy. There's lizards everywhere. <laughs> but but there's anyway, there. yeah. But anyway, it's so neat, and uh, especially on warm days, that 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 creek bed on warm days, just to walk around, is just. It's one of those uh, people take it for granted. Yeah. We we went again earlier a- after our hike. We went to to BKM. Shout out to BKM. That place is amazing. <laughs> yes, uh, well, they're actually catering for our volunteers. Are they really? Yeah. Oh what? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> awesome. That place is That's awesome. Cool. I, I love. We that need place. more of those. Yeah, B- BKM is dude, and the, the owner's like thirty one. Yeah, the owner's yeah. He went. There was a Facebook local business event I went to, and he was there, and I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" I love that. It motivates me and it makes pushes me as a young person, but and it also makes me more proud of of this town. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a great place, and they're everywhere. They're they're everywhere. They have like four of them now. But mm-hmm. anyway, I, I went to BKM and then we went to the the park right there, Montebella, and just sitting there and I'm looking at the mountains, you know, and and we're just like, just like this isn't normal. Like this isn't everybody's backdrop. Mm. Like this is so rare, but we take it for granted. It's, my long-winded way of trying to try to get there <laughs> is that we take this area for granted sometimes, you know, or that park, Nativity Creek Park, is an amazing, beautiful park. It's a huge park, and it's got trails, and it's got basketball courts, and it's got BMX things, and it's got a skate track, and it's got a community garden, and frisbee golf, and it's it, it, the <laughs> frisbee golf. Yeah, we had somebody. We one of our guests came here after the frisbee golf thing. Mm-hmm. He was all drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Massa for Rasa. Yeah, it was a Massa for Rasa. But anyway, that's one of those things that I, I think we just drive by it every day that we assume that every city has a place like that or has people that bust their ass, you know, to 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 get it the way it is. Hmm. And and again, this this event to me is a great way to, to come out and, and really explore it and and meet these people that make this stuff happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's free. And it's free. <laughs> and it's free. I'm loving what you said, and that and that really gets to the heart of it. And that's what speaks to, to my heart about um, about the event and the experience that you just described. Um, there's, you know, nature and ex- and experiencing nature is, is different for everybody. Some people get to slide open their their veranda and open the curtains, and there's a beautiful ocean view. And some people have a flower pot on their deck, and yeah. there's a bee that comes and visits it every day. And that's the beginning of a connection. And, and the, the, at the heart of it, the Vamos a Puerto event is really about, um, in a way, it's a reminder to, hey, do one thing today, you know, and, and, and make, you know, that's, that connects you with the outside that you feel. And while you're doing it here, um, here's all these people and all these energy coming together saying, hey, there's other things out there. We can get another little hit. You could try something new. You can revisit something you hadn't done in a long time. And, and then you're realizing that all of the people there become this sort of recognize that there's a community of people that are into doing the same sort of stuff. Yeah. And hey, I'm yeah. not alone. It's cool. You get out there and it's a new way. This this social thing that happens when you're with people outside is different than what happens to people inside, you know. So yeah. and so it just takes off there. So the event itself is really at the heart, you know, at the heart of it is it's 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 a celebration of of life, of peace. Of, of those open spaces and those n- natural experiences that give us those good positive feelings yeah. and how to be aware and how to learn how to access those things that are out there and then how to be a part about being the, the kind of dream team that helps 
you know, increase access for everybody to what's out there and, and put new parks on the ground also. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, and, and I think that's so huge, the, the, the appreciate the open spaces, especially around here, because, again, I've said before, I've, I've not traveled too much, but I've traveled enough to understand that how rare it is sometimes. Early, dude, I, again, earlier today, five hours ago, I, w- I was at a hike on Fort Ord. Yeah. You know, it, it's free to park. It, it's five minutes from, I, I live on South Salinas, but it's literally five minutes from my house. It's free to park. You don't have to pay to go on the trails. You don't do anything. There's no pat down metal detector thing, or right? you just park and you there's open land and you walk around. And the best thing that I've loved about hiking is you you meet everybody's nice. Yeah. Every time you're out on a hike and you walk by somebody, well, most of the time they all they say hi, and they say hi, and it's just. Again, something about being outside and just, just, you know, working your body that way and just, just breathing that air. That it just, there's, there's nothing to bother you. Plus, you'd think, I might need their help if a cougar attacks me or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I might as well be friendly with everybody. But anyway, there's just something about that. Yeah, and again, these events, uh, like, Ciclovia is cool. I, I love that. But it's still on the street. You know, it's pretty urban, yeah. Yeah, but there's something about that as well, taking over a street to walk on, that you just also feel empowered, like, yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. But but walking in the, you know, when the Take It Outside event especially, is you, first of all, you see how big that park is, is it just extends and, and it goes and every, you know, there there's curves and all that, and, and it goes forever, but you can also find these quiet places that you're like, what is this? What 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 used to be here or whatever? And it's just, you know, you're behind a hill of everything else and you can't hear anything. And and for a second, you forget that there's 50,000 people within like two miles of you. And, and I don't know, it's just something to that. And I, I can go on romantically about it forever, but because I've, I've dude, I've, I've been, we have the pinnacles in Fremont's Peak. And it's $6 to park at Fremont's Peak. And then not that, like, go wild. It's nature. Respect it. But there's no, again, checkpoints or, like, dude, you can't do this. You can't do that. Obviously, yeah, don't light shit on fire. This California. It'll burn. Everything. You know, but, 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 <laughs> it's, but it's pretty neat that you have, again, at least yeah. hiking-wise, you know, if you show respect, again, don't go trampling on plants and all that. But this land is there, especially the national land. They're they're kind of like, uh, whatever, you paid enough taxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we have so much of it around here. We have so much of it. And, and you go down, down, you know, PCH, and it's everywhere. But even within 10 minutes, not even leaving Salinas, that, that's what, what to me, and this is what getting into the Car Lake project would be even more... It, it's, so, it's so crazy. We, we, we really take it for granted as people being from Salinas. Like, oh, this sucks or that sucks. And it's like, not everybody has a freaking 100-acre park like that or 50-acre, whatever it is, yeah. with a creek running through it. But anyway, the, uh, so I, I, I love that event, and I love that it's at that place. And to me, that, that it's a... I almost don't want to talk about Nativity Dad Creek because when it's all full of like people from Carmel and everybody that, that want to go for a walk there, and I'm like, damn it, <laughs> you know, ah, this used to be so empty. Yeah. But it, it's over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, when I tell you, though, <laughs> it, it, uh, I would be surprised no. when that day comes. 
Well, and you know, we gotta it, it happens for these events. And and um, I was about to say these people. people. <laughs> <laughs> these people. These Carmelites. <laughs> no, yeah. but again, no, no. I, I've never met anybody that, that is... Uh, it's more of like, I don't know where to go in Salinas. That's why I don't go, you know. It's, yeah. I, you know so, but anyway, uh, being from Salinas, it, it's just so rare to have something like that. Yeah. That you could just go... Get some tacos and then go go eat them there at that park with the fucking creek running through it, and especially you know after the, some rains and, and you're hearing the water run and and yeah, it, it just gets rid of that urban part. So I, I'm glad that this event is going on and it's the third year yes. that it's going on. And well, did Letty did you get involved because of your garden or did you get involved some other way? Because of the garden. So um, we were there. We got connected through uh, the Urban Arts Collaborative. So we were working with them in the beginning when we were just barely starting out. That may be the group that Maybe. I was thinking of that when I was saying Introduced, that. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, so we, we didn't have a garden at the time, but they invited us to this meeting. And so um, we definitely wanted to participate. And I remember the first year we had stakes and strings to outline the beds. We had, oh, we just had yeah. one big trough yeah. of dirt, a table, and so um, we were like, we will claim this. And land. a map, <laughs> and a map to show everybody, like this is what we want to do. These are the activities we want to promote, and um, we'd like to hear your feedback. And it, it was alarmingly positive. Um, and wait, who who gave you the what feedback from who? From take it outside the first year. Oh, okay, yeah. And so, um, you know, it was just great. And having that conversation with the community, letting them know, like, here, you know, I'm from Salinas. This is what we want to do. Um, it was just very inspiring to hear them say, like, please, yes, continue to do this. Like, don't stop. Um, and so I participated the first year. And then the second year, I was coordinating. So, and uh, I'm back for a third year to coordinate. Well, how's the garden going? Great. Yesterday we did an event. I always sneak into a Return of the Natives Earth Day event because um, <laughs> she has so many volunteers that come to the park and I'm always like, hey kids, come over. <laughs> um, and we planted uh, some flowers. I put in an olive tree. Um, we got to clean up some weeds and then for a moment we took some time to taste the flowers and the plants and the different lettuces that we have there. And We talked about... Um, what they grow at home or the things that they like to eat and um, the flavors that they're tasting. And they're like taking that. this home? That's awesome. Yeah. Like they're growing at home. <laughs> that's cool. Well, yes, that, that's uh, really cool. Yeah. It's too you much. You would fun. think, like, like, if, like, when I was a kid, like, we did stuff like that at schools, but we never took it home, you know? Mm-hmm. We would just, I would go that's home true. and play Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, these kids yeah. are learning and they're doing it. That's awesome. Yeah. And they're excited to, to be there. And it's, that's the thing that, is wild for me it's like they enjoy it and they they see the purpose and and um and i'm always like you guys are so cool (laughs) and they're only high school students so my niece was like eight years old and we were driving her well she doesn't she lives in guam Mm -hmm. so she don't (laughs) live here but we were driving around the fields and and we don't i only see her once every couple years and one of the things that we really bond over was gardening and planting stuff and 
and I was telling her that it's this food. This is cool because we get to hang out and do this. But later on, you know, several months down the road is we get food. And then, so we're driving through the fields and and she sees all the people work in the fields, you know, and she's like, well, what are they, what are they doing, you know? And I'm like, well, they're, they're growing the, the vegetables just like we're growing them. And she's like, well, why doesn't everybody grow vegetables? And then these people could stay home with their families. Yeah. And it was like, it was such a deep insight from a fucking eight-year-old, you know? And, and she understood so that, like, these people are here working for stuff that people at their house can be growing but they have to be here away from their family and the family thing was weird because i was like damn kid you, you like your family a lot like she does, yeah. bro. <laughs> but it was just so interesting that she put it together that like they're working here to feed other people who can be growing their own stuff but that pulls away these people from their family and but so yeah so i yeah like teaching kids to plant and and that yes you can grow stuff I have basil growing in my office, and it's so cool to be able to just chop a little little top off and, and, and eat it. Um, so how does that garden work? Can people sign up for it? or how? So I, it's been a slow process. Um, and starting it off, I had all these great ideas, like, you know, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. We're going to put in a huge... Comp, you know, compost side, and we're going to turn compost and help people, you know, re reclaim their soil, essentially. Yeah. Um, but... Ew. <laughs> <laughs> um, we... It's, it's not me, though. Like, this is not my idea. Like, it's become the community's idea. Um, we built it, but they plant almost all of the stuff that's there. And originally, we wanted to rent out the beds on the left side, which are a little bit higher. Um, and But somebody has since planted in them, and, and they're all full of food. And, you know, that's what I used yesterday to, you know, feed the, the high school students and let them taste certain herbs and stuff. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if even renting out those beds is a good idea, if we should just continue to plant how we're doing it and share yeah. what we have and teach each other you know so it's currently i'm there mondays and tuesdays mondays in the morning at 10 a.m tuesdays at 4 30 um and i have a csumb service learner she comes out on tuesdays um but I and you guys water it and all that is that what you guys do when you're there we take care of it we don't usually have to water it. it's already some there's somebody that comes in the mornings and they take care of the watering so when we're out there we're just pulling weeds and making sure that um, people can see the plants that are there so they're not stepping on them. And, yeah. May I ask a question, Letty? The last time sure. we, we were out there together, I hadn't seen the garden in a long time. I was just <laughs> blown away. You know, I mean, I took like 50 pictures and, and shared them with everybody at work. And, and, it, was, and it was just beautiful. And you also, we, we were on a schedule. And you had a, just a second just to mention how there was a shift, a behavior shift with people who visited the park or maybe the, the people in the neighborhood. That shifted from one thing to another. Can you describe that a little bit? Because I've been wanting to ask you. <laughs> yes. So um, when we first built it out, uh, we got our signs stolen. I think that oh. winter was a really, that was when we had a really bad winter. Lots of rains, extreme cold, um, and there was a lot of homeless in the park. And so I wouldn't be able to get out there, you know, for like a while when it was raining. But when I would come back, 
any wood that we had out there, including our signs, would either show damage of burning, like somebody tried to burn it, or they would just be gone. So we had, um, we had a lot of things taken. But for me, it's not, I would always try to look at it like, you know, this is part of the process. Like this is who we are as a community. Like this is, it's, it's very representative of, of our nature. And so it comes with the territory. And that's what I would tell people like, yeah, got stolen but it comes with the territory and now it's a new opportunity and so um very optimistic and it's been it's what keeps <laughs> me going to yeah. be honest um and so we would clean up the graffiti you know we would continue to be out there when we're, we'd say we'd be out there and uh and uh recently with people participating positively um, so I always try to like weigh out like negative participation, positive participation. And so we've seen a decrease in the negative. And um, it's probably just, you know, because we're out there consistently. We show that we're committed to this. There's flowers blooming. There's bees, birds. Um, things are changing and people can see the change. And so um, we decided to leave a hose out there. <laughs> so before I would bring a hose every day. Know, from my car and then take it back home you make sure that it gets taken right up yeah the so uh, i did test it once before and the hose got stolen <laughs> and then and then a community member brought like really dingy um hoses out and they were like they had holes in them they were leaky uh, but those That's didn't get word. stolen and so i you know i brought out a really good one and i was like okay this is <laughs> you know, the second trial, let's yeah. see how it goes. And, and it hasn't been stolen yet. And so I think people are responding in a positive way or they're keeping a lookout to make sure that nobody's taking it or they're, you know, I'm not there all the time, so I don't know exactly what's yeah. going on, but I know it's not, it, you know, things are changing for sure. Yeah, and, and that's definitely a park that, and like I said, we, Salinas, we don't try to sugarcoat it. You know, it, it is a, it's a pretty, yeah. it's a, it's a pretty tough town when it can be. So I could see people saying, you know what? They're fucking so resilient. Fuck them. They're okay. Yeah. You don't mess with their shit anymore. Yeah. They keep showing up. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty cool that, that again, it, the pretty much accepted into the part of the community and, and people are looking out for it. And, and yeah, that'll happen everywhere. You know, you can't leave, you leave stuff out, whatever. It, it'll, it'll walk away yeah and, and again you can't make any assumptions be, because i remember going to a city council meeting and there was this i don't know who did she was like a, a grandma obviously this really older lady and um it was the the you know you get the three minutes to to say your piece with, to, yeah and she went up there saying how she was so upset that the kids at the skate park didn't have a water fountain and she was like, yo, they got to go all the way across the park to the bathrooms to get the water fountain. Like, you guys are over here arguing about millions of dollars or whatever. How long, how much does it take? She was scolding them like a grandma yeah. scolding them. You know? <laughs> That's cool. And she was, she was like, yeah, all they want is, is water. You know, or, or you know, they also did uh, the city when we had the people from Milpa. I think Milpa is involved in, in the ticket outside. Yes. And, and we, we had George... George, right? Via. George Villa, yeah. We had George Villa and Jerry, I believe, on, and um, they they said that they the city wanted 
to get some kids involved in the government process or that. So they found some money, you know, it's like 20 grand or something to say, hey, we have this money. What do the kids want us to do with it? And and this they so the Milpa people got together, the skate skaters at the park. And they said, all right, dude, we're going to teach you this whole process. And the city's got some money. What do you guys want? So, uh, you know, you would think, you know, kids, oh, we, you know, we, we want some lights or, or some, something cool. You know, well, actually, like, lights, I ruined it because they wanted lights. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah I, but again, you, you would think kids were like, wait, we got free money, you know, like we want something materialistic, something, we, you know, but no, they wanted lights. So and then, and of course, the water. And, and that was the, their two big things. So, um, yeah, so getting the, the community involved, making them feel like, like that's part of what they own, because we do, that's a public park, I, I think is huge. And, and so, yeah, so congratulations on being welcomed into the community. <laughs> and I, I, no, I, I love that it's still there and, and that it, you planted an olive tree. That, that thing is cool because that will, once it, figures it out it's going to be there for a long ass time mm-hmm. and i don't know that, we'll that, see i was like do, do you guys think it's going to walk off what <laughs> will, <laughs> will, we, will we see it next week <laughs> like, well if you see an olive tree growing somewhere you know where it came from right yeah <laughs> it's not we that were talking about people stole my peppers at work that's terrible but it yeah, shows but... that there's a need that there's people that want it and i think that's what we got to take away from that is that you know they are so desperate that they will take it yeah, so we, we we need to support that. We need to give away free olive trees if that's the case. Or, you know, like if you have space to grow and you're willing to steal it, like, here you go, right. buddy. <laughs> here I, you go, you can have this one. <laughs> you know, I, w- I was, well, I was thinking of, because the, the, the term food desert comes up. And, and I think we're in such a unique place being in the salad bowl. And, and how we have a lot of very unhealthy people. Around here, where we were just talking about the easy access to the trails and seemingly simpler access to healthy food. Like, how do I, I, how, how, if you live on Gardner and Del Monte, how is it difficult for you to, to eat, you know, let fresh lettuce every day? Like, I, I was thinking about that. And is, and is it cultural in any way? Have we as Mexicans, and I don't know if you're Mexican, Todd, but you're Mexican now. Half Mexican. <laughs> you're, 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 you're Mexican he's, he's now. Right, you're married? Too. My wife is Mexican. Right. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, well, get her in the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm wondering if culturally as well that, because uh, I was at the farmer's market and I was talking to this la- uh, this lady. Um, well, that's she has great produce all the time, but she's from Oaxaca. And she was saying how, dude, if you come to Oaxaca, she's like, we're vegans, but not by like hipstery or anything. like yeah. the culturally pigs and cows are not from here, you know? So, so they eat fruits and vegetables because if you live in Oaxaca and you throw seeds on the ground, shit will grow, <laughs> you know? So I, I wonder if maybe we had a shift as a people to simpler, you know, tacos <laughs> or, or stuff like that and and we are shying away from this food you know um obviously no you know there's some people that, that that really want it enough that they'll steal it but anyway I, I was just driving through the east side and well, when i was at the park and i was just seeing some real ch- little kids and they were so 
fat, you know, to be honest. And they were eating <laughs> ice cream, know. you know? And it's like, well, how much of this is is them not having access yeah. to salads? Because they have access, you know. But it's, it's the system. So I actually just uh, did a presentation for the Alisal Vibrancy Plan on food accessibility. Oh, hell yes. And, uh, that's, I why, that's why I brought it up. Let me. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I didn't say anything out of my ass right now. And you know what? <laughs> it, it was an open conversation. And I had um, Nicolas uh, Chavez from uh, Rescate Verde, which is a community garden on East Market behind the 997 Morelias. Yeah. Um, we had uh, Mr. Soriano from uh, Cesar Chavez Elementary School. He's the vice principal that runs their uh, garden program and club. We had, um, you know, we had the farmers market. Everyone's harvest. They are participating, and we just had this great open discussion about the challenges that we see about the the organizations that provide us with fruits and vegetables, one of them being the food bank who has 20 different distribution sites. They provide not only non-perishables, but they provide uh, vegetables that are now being um, given to them by the agriculture industry in an effort to eliminate food waste. And so, so things are changing, but at the same time, we are very dependent on that food, um, that food from the food bank. And so um, just being aware of, of how the system works and where our grocery stores are. And, and yeah, we, we even asked everybody in the group, like, where do you buy your groceries? And a lot of them said they don't even buy them in the LSL, even though they live in that area. And so, you know, quality is a big issue, you know? Um, but if you grow it yourself, quality is not going to be the issue. And so, uh, that's why I had the school, you know, I called all the schools and I said, Hey, you know, this is really important. Like, help us help our children. Let's teach them how to do this. Let's teach them how to cook with it. Let's make sure that they can prep a salad before they go to the park or, you know, stuff like that. So it's just a conversation that just needs to keep happening over and over with the city, with the organizations. And we can't just let it go by the wayside again. Hell yeah, especially the the growing things yourself around here. It's not quite like Oaxaca, but but it is similar in that most things will grow. (laughs) Most things will grow. You you, you throw things in dirt and they'll grow. And and again, it's not really about completely giving up the supermarket, you know. But yeah, yeah, at least your cilantro or something or a salad, you know. You still have your burger that you went and, and... you know, you got the meat at at the store, but before you have a salad of from greens that you picked in your backyard, and or have an artichoke. Like that's my biggest thing. I just this is the second year I've had an artichoke, and first year I let it go to flower, um, but this year I'm actually eating it, and it is so delicious. And the fact that I never bought artichokes from the supermarket just because they're so expensive. Um, which is weird because it's just in Castroville yeah. and here in the area. Like, why? Yeah. That's the logistics. They used <laughs> to get to Sacramento and then they got to bring it back. And then they bring it back. <laughs> it's traveled too many miles. It's it's going to cost more. And Dude. it's not going to be fresh. <laughs> it's not going to be fresh. So. Wait, so is it easy to grow an artichoke? Yes, you plant Dude. it once. It comes back every year and you got like up to 20 to 30 oh, artichokes. I did it like, yeah, three or four years ago at my mom's house. And I was there like last week and... I was like, holy shit, that thing's still alive. Yes. <laughs> it will produce for you every year. Okay. And they're cool. Whatever you don't eat, they're beautiful. They turn into these big purple flowers. And the yeah, bees go wild for them. Yes. So. They, Save uh, the bees. <laughs> the artichokes, are they dependent on pollinators? I believe 
Oh no, actually they don't because when no. when they they flower after the artichokes are ready. Maybe so to the make artichoke seed. is the flower. Oh, yeah. yeah. But they are not dependent. Well, and it's so. (laughs) (laughs) Or go steal some from the fields. (laughs) (laughs) They'll never know. They won't. But we're not supposed to. (laughs) Don't. Grow your own, guys. Yeah. It's so cheap. Seeds are like two bucks. I was. If you like tomatoes, I was at the dollar store. They they had like a billion tomatoes. I mean, they're all this generic ass, like one clone, you know, you could tell it's all the same plant. But yeah. still, that's, you, around here, I don't know, uh, some, and it, you just feel good. Like, like again, even my mint, that, you know, little bit, little thing that you grew that it's like, holy shit, this, this was water. I just watered it every four days or something. And now I'm eating this. It's a it's a really neat neat feeling, and that's how the '80s felt about everything. Just add water, and this pill would turn to shit. Well, you just add dirt, and it's suddenly like this a plant. New, Let's go. <laughs> that shit's like ancient history. Come on. And there's a lot of knowledge in our community, especially with the senior population, and we're not we're not doing enough for the seniors, I think. And so, um, if we can get them to the garden to tell us about how they use their herbs for medicine or how they you know, used to grow this and this in, in Mexico or just share us watering techniques. You know, I learned how to water out of a bucket from a gentleman that just randomly came. I, I couldn't even, I was barely able to communicate with him in Spanish and he was just like teaching me how, how to do things or how he did things. And so I think there's a lot of potential. Yeah, again, it's just sharing of knowledge. Sharing of knowledge is, is always a great thing. And wait, have we been... This is on May 6th, right? May 6th. Have we even said it? No. Yeah. Oh, I said it earlier. Oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, May 40 6th, minutes yeah. into this. <laughs> and uh, After all this romantic talk of this yeah. event, it's on May 6th. Well, yeah, we did because of the 7 a.m. bird count. Yes. So 7 a.m., that's like our pre-event activities. We that's like to, the pre-game? How yeah, boring. Get, <laughs> it's got to be quiet yeah, for the birds. Cool. Um, but then everything kicks up around 10 o'clock. So we have the booths out there. We The garden does an art activity. Um, Urban Arts Collaborative will be out there performing live art, having an exhibit. Um, we'll have... Uh, it's an entertainment course. lineup of, like, I, I think 10 But I feel acts. Mike Peasy is going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> acts, you know, organized by... A fight? Yeah. What? No, it's organized by... <laughs> organized by LSL Center. No, actually, it's organized by a Bakhtun 12, Chago. Um, oh, okay. Somebody mis- mistook me for him, and I was like, I'm not him, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He's way more talented. Um. So, yeah, so that's May 6th. May 6th, right? Yes. May 6th, 10 a.m. or 7 a.m. if you're an early bird. Literally early bird because you're counting birds. <laughs> and then, early bird special. And is there food out there? There's food vendors, There's right? There's food vendors. We yeah. usually have um, Chava's potatoes, and he does a lote as well. And then um, oh, they're downtown. They're at the farmers market. They right? are, yeah. yes. So we we snag them for that weekend, and then we do um, gyros. <laughs> we have a little fundraising <laughs> tent that does nachos out there, um, and we're also gonna have. The bike smoothie guy out there, so he's gonna be oh, riding gonna, his bike. Yeah, and, and making smoothies? smoothies? No way. Yes. Mike Baroni or something. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Wait, does he need to ride his bike to make the smoothie? I think he has. He does it, and then he has people practice or try it out. Oh, yeah, okay. he, the, it's a 
bicycle powered blender. Okay, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. It is. What is it? Green Pedal Couriers, I think, is his his company. That's crazy. Yeah. It's great. Um, Yeah, that dude's been doing it for a while as well. Him, him, there's a lot of bicycling people around here. People mm-hmm. like like bicycles. This is a great area to be outside. This is a great area. We do take it for granted. To, you could be outside. You could be inside and be planting stuff. And actually, speaking of being outside, and, and we're 45 minutes into this, and I want to get into this is, is Big Sur Land Trust. When we had you guys last year, um, you had just purchased some property on at Car Lake. If you're from Salinas, you know what Car Lake is. Is that big hole in the middle that's all fields. Casa Plaza, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Casa Plaza's on the edge of it. Laurel yeah. Heights right there, in and out. Nah, bro, that's different hood. The adult school. <laughs> La Posada. Mm. The whole area right there, you know. Um, so anyway, at that, it's, a, it's like 480 acres, I believe. It's a, it's a huge, it used to be a lake. They made a hole and drained that shit to the ocean. And now they grow vegetables on it. It's pretty cool. It's in the middle of town. Um, but the plan is to eventually turn it into a park, right? That, yes, yes. That's that's the prevailing vision as the land trust goes through sort of a community engagement. It's mine. Oh, I told this to Rachel last year. It doesn't matter. I already know what I want. <laughs> and it's a park. <laughs> so, so I speak for the community. <laughs> So last year, when uh, uh, when when you spoke with Rachel and Trent, the land trust just finished phase one, which will be a, a, a multi-phase, very long-term, large, multi-benefit project. And phase one was the acquisition of um, of seventy-three acres of of of, uh, of, of the Carling property. And and uh, between all of there's there's really four families that that own those those. Uh, uh, those fields. That oh, really? Farmers. That's it. Yeah. So we worked with one family that was willing. They were just were willing to um, start having the conversations around turning, repurposing some of the land into con- con- uh, conservation. Uh, so we did achieve that that seventy three acre acquisition. Uh, it is currently being leased back to the farmers, so it's still being farmed right now. Uh, but you uh, guys own it. We do own it, and okay. we do have a, a long-term lease with the farmer who's doing that. And uh, although we did pull aside about a twelfth of an acre property, uh, and and just this last February we sort of kicked off a, uh, a sort of a, an early uh, first project, which is a, which was a native garden. So it's a, it's a twelfth of an acre native garden. Uh, the volunteer project was coordinated with um, with Return of the Natives and CSUMB Watershed Institute. It was a day where uh, the community was invited to come. And put some some plants and some seeds in the ground to really start a demonstration site. It was a way to just sort of begin the visuals and 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 get people involved and get their hands into the dirt, and uh, and look and feel and smell and enjoy uh, and learn more about the project. And uh, so it's a uh, it's 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 a uh, and I gotta I gotta say so out of that something that was really amazing was the uh, the neighbors um, uh, and the, the amount of support from. Uh, the community that lives in the immediate area by that 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 spot of the field, which is kind of close to Sherwood and the adult school, and um, so they came out. They joined the volunteer day, and then like Letty and like you guys were talking about earlier, there were some some men that actually had been working in ag their whole lives. They're retired now, um, and they came out and they were um, passing down knowledge and and also volunteering to repair tools. They were finding the shovels that were broken. And they brought them home and they screwed them back together. What? They volunteered to, <laughs> to water cool. it instead of us dropping an irrigation 
the bread, you know, over there and moving sprinklers out. Uh, they said, well, we can do that with the mountain water for you. So it was a really awesome kind of community building. And Hell really yeah. Into it. yeah. And the next stage of that is going to be kind of building a, um, uh, for lack of a better term, an observation deck. So it's just going to be a little spot to stand with some interpretive information on it that I'll talk about the glance about there, how the project came to be, what's happening right now, and what we can expect in the future. Um, um, so, so right now, so so it's a long term a long term project. Right now, the land trust is engaged um, in uh, uh, has really convened a, a, what you know we call a roundtable of, of twelve organizations in the city, including a lot of key staff from the city of Salinas. Um, and it's a combination of nonprofits that work in in, uh, uh, in in benefiting youth and public health. Um, uh, we've also partnered with the uh, Center Community uh, Center for Community Advocacy, uh, who are helping directly engage uh, residents in Salinas uh, through door-to-door -door campaigns, educating families, gathering their ideas for car life. So we're really in the process of of um, of listening uh, to the community and doing yeah. what we can as a land trust through relationships that we're lucky enough to have established through very different projects um, to keep the project going. And and the and the long-term goal is that it's a, it is a community visioned use of, of that property and the prevailing outcry is, is open space is a park a place to gather a place to celebrate a place to recreate a place to exercise a place to express yourself and a big part of it also is is uh, uh, recognizing that open spaces are, are just important for our, um, our our physical health as well as our emotional uh, our emotional health and 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 these places are huge in, in, in uh, um, providing inspiration for new works of art, and, you know, visual arts, music, everything. Yeah. So all, all of the above. These are all the things that we're hearing moving forward. And, and, uh, and we will have um, uh, another uh, happening out there coming up soon, probably early, early this summer. Um, so um, folks that are interested could visit BigSurLandTrust.org to find out about the next opportunity to come out here, learn about the project. And, and come and get dirty. Come and hang out and play in the dirt and put some plants in the ground and help care for the place and be involved in the in the in the visioning of what could be um, the next great park in California. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a huge it's a huge place in, in, in the middle of a city. And again, that that's something that I, I've been following for forever. <laughs> well, what I what feels like forever to me. But a big thing for me is the fact that it, it's working fields, and and I get that, and I'm not trying to you know hamper anybody's ability to do business, but I always wonder when they till the they till the soil or they spray anything, the wind usually goes right there to again Laurel Heights or Acosta Plaza, and I wonder how that affects the people there. You know, on a windy day, and I'm not even just saying just spraying pesticide or anything, but just dirt. You know, you're tilling the dirt. It's going up in the air, and and if it's a certain breeze or whatever, do people breathe that in? You know, it'd be much. I think it'd be better for the community if that was more of a wild space. You know, that doesn't get tilled every four times a year or something. And, and yeah, the oil, go, the oil, the soil goes yeah. goes back to a normal state. Yeah. yeah, in the long term, there's there's a huge uh, wetland. You know. Habitat restoration component to the project also. Oh, uh, so we'll see that after. So if you can envision that that donut hole in the center of the city, that's that 400 plus acres of ag. It literally was a lake 
Uh, He's brought it, it up before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was. And the, the whole part of Salinas was this sort of marsh, real wetland area. Um, and uh, and as this, and as you know, early last century, when that part of the city went, you know, went into agriculture, they really had to rechannel those streams, drain the lake, put those streams underground, bring in soil, raise it up, um, and so they can so they can grow there. Um, and then over the years, you know, turning the soil and, and what they use, the, the, the things that they use to, um, uh, you know, fertilizers and pesticides, et cetera, um, they do wind up in the soil. They wind up in the, in the water that's going down and going into the Salinas River that's going into the bay. So the, uh, so the, the, the range of impacts from a, a restoration standpoint um, spread from a healthier Monterey Bay to healthier creeks and all the animals that, and people that live on and near and, and touch and, and go near that water too and air quality benefit for the people who live nearby there that are receiving those prevailing winds with those dust or those smells or those other things in the air so um it's it's a it's it's for it's a place where people and nature are going to be able to thrive and both are going to be healthier by all of these things coming together yeah no i i i completely agree and i again it's a i love it i love city planning at, anyways but this is my own city and and again i see the potential here of you know what not you know i hate to do the, but like a central park you know or or you know or whatever these the, there's that big what is it in in orange county i think they call it the great park it was it was an old army base in, in irvine or something that that shut down and that's another one that i've just curiously been following to see what they do with, but this one matters to me. This is in the middle of my city. You know, I drove by it twice already today. <laughs> you have to drive by it another time as yeah. when I go back home. Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm glad that we get you know to to show people or tell people because a lot of the times they'll just see a news report when you do sign a contract or something, uh, yeah. and they don't see that like no, this has been at this point a, a decade's worth of work just to get this far. And it's going to keep going easily for another decade. And, and it will never probably ever be complete. You know, it'll just continue to move. But but I love that we get to show this part of it. You know, like there is people working on it. And and, and the community is always invited. That's another thing that Rachel con constantly brought up. I was being more more funny about it. But she's like, this is this we are not doing this because we have an idea for this area. I mean, sure, everybody has their personal idea what they would want, but but especially as a group, as Big Sur Land Trust, really you care about the open space. And and the, it's up to the community to, to, to come out and say what they want, you know? Like, I mean, we have to be there. We're the ones living here. We have to go to these events. And, and that's it. You describe something that's that's really that's really important. And um, as you know, and as a land trust, as a, a sort of a nature conserving, open space um, conserving organization, um, we just turned forty years old. Celebrated our fortieth anniversary this year. Okay. And like most land trusts, we started off where, um, as you know, as a nonprofit, accessing those public funds to do a piece of land acquisition. Beautiful place, scenic view shed. There are species of interest on it. There's a water quality aspect. There's a restoration, you know, component to it. It's it's attractive. It's fundable. A land trust would do the acquisition, and then that was traditionally seen as the end. You acquired the land, protected. You're welcome. No trespassing. <laughs> you know, and that's not the case anymore. 
so um, land trusts, as they were evolving, they were and the land trusts have been around for a while, but it was really in the '70s where, on a national scale, land trusts really started sort of popping up as a way of conserving open space in a in more of a privatized way, as opposed to, you know, um, um, the, of, of the government conserving spaces and creating big, large parks, yeah. big parking lots. Um, so, uh, about 12 years ago, the land trust really sort of started asking ourselves, "What are we doing this for?" Who are we conserving the land for? Yeah, and uh, and so we we worked hard and had to rebuild uh, a lot, uh, you know, from from board to just the thinking around uh, what what a land trust is and what do they do. Land trust, I mean, it sounds like a bank or a real estate agency. Yeah, you know? and and uh, and having to sort of ask ourselves the questions and and moving forward and starting to have new conversations. And those conversations started uh, in response to you know. We're we're a county wide organization and we're working in this one area. So let's go in, into some some other areas where we haven't done work and ask the questions. What can we do? We're a land trust. This is what a land trust is. How do you see us, you know, bringing benefit? You know, with what we can do here. Uh, and the answer was just resoundingly: Let's get more people outside. Yeah. Uh, let's do it here. Let's get people into those natural spaces over there, so everybody knows that these open spaces for them. And let's work on things together here where we can actually have easier access or be more aware of the things that are out there or things that we can do um, to be connected to open spaces in this in this in the, in this setting here so so the, the car lake acquisition was just um, it was just that you know we're conserving a space that's been being farmed for a long time um, and that was it you know and uh, and and there it is we wanted to start and then let everybody else come in and, and, and help guide that that's and that's the like the, the community side of conservation. Well, again, I'm, I'm glad that there are people out there doing that. And, and again, that you guys are so open and, and yeah. And then the, that was really, a, whoever thought of that was fucking smart. <laughs> whoever was like, what, why, why are we just conserving this? The, who are we doing it for? Um, so yeah. So, so yeah, thanks for that update. And thanks I again for, for coming back on. Is there, is there anything that we we've missed? Are having an event or uh, oh, we are. Thank you. Land. Thank you for that. So, um, uh, so April twenty eighth, Saturday, April twenty eighth, uh, the land trust. We've got a um, a, a property um, called Mark's Ranch. Uh, it's adjacent to Toro Park. Have uh, you heard of it? Okay. Mm, I think we may have brought it up last year. Yeah. It's a very but, historic site. I yeah, guess. yeah, it's a really historic site. It was a, it was, it was a, a, a space um, acquired in two thousand and seven at eight hundred acres, and like so many of the the stuff that we've done, uh, and like Car Lake, it was, you know, acquired with a vision of transferring it over to a, another organization um, um, uh, to increase community access to the property. So, yeah. um, so it's it's uh, so the land trust we transferred over. Um, about 75% of the property to Toro Parks to increase their backcountry open space um, and uh, ultimately with the goal of, of, uh, of opening up the ranch in the front part that we own also for community access. Limited at first, uh, but a place to, a new place to go, a new place to connect uh, and more trails and more places to go uh, and explore and be inspired by. So this Saturday, uh, upcoming 28th is a community day. So we're really opening the gates. Look for the ad in the uh, Monterey County Weekly uh, later this week. Uh, and online at bigsurlandtrust.org, and we're we're gonna we're gonna just open it up, and we're gonna just showcase. We're gonna have a lot of Big Sur Land Trust staff there and volunteers 
um, uh, interpreting the story. It's got a vaquero history. It's got a farming history, ranching history, and uh, and and it was also the home of one of the largest um, uh, uh, single uh, uh, woman-owned businesses in the United States. Female-owned businesses in the United States. Last century. Yeah. Um, two John Steinbeck uh, story as well, and the wildflowers are going off, and it's beautiful. Oh yeah. Corridor. So we're going to be talking about all these things. Folks can come. Learn more, and then go be led on a hike through some absolutely incredible trails, and, and we can't wait to see y'all out there. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh, so then that's April 28th. That's a Saturday. Oh, yeah, that's coming up Saturday. Mm-hmm. What time? I'll be here. That's right. It's going to be from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. 9 a.m. Oh, to yeah. 1 p.m. And it's 497 Monterey Salinas Highway at 107th Street, and it's just immediately to the left of the entrance of Toro Park. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, everybody knows that. Right there by Toro Park by the 7-Eleven. Go to Angelina's afterwards. Get yourself some pizza. Yeah, some pizza. <laughs> they, they're great pizza. Um, oh, that's cool. I, I'll probably be there. I, I think I will be there. The quakes, the quakes are away, so they and they don't play later. They don't play till later in the evening. So, so uh, yeah. No, well, we went hiking earlier today, and it'd be neat to go check out a new place. Great to see you guys. I think you're gonna miss um, the earthquakes. You're going to Metalachi, bro. On Saturday, oh, that's oh. all. Well, this is it from nine to one. You're yeah. done at one. Yeah. You got the whole rest of the day. You already did your hiking in. Yeah. You could go that's pig so out. Yeah. All right. So that's April twenty eighth, and then May sixth, the weekend after that, is take it outside mm-hmm. Salinas. Yeah. And then from there, we'll have more events. Right, uh, uh, the Card Lake thing coming afterwards. That's it. And that's still uh, still in the envisioning phase, but there's <clears> some certain things we're looking forward to. Um, uh, 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 doing with the community out there, create some shared experiences, help them move that project forward. So, yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, share them with us, and we'll we'll love to share them out. You know, however we can. Thank you. You know, I'll add one more. Last but not least, at Mark's Ranch, also we're doing a race for open space. Uh, so this is going to be a 10k and a 5k run for our running, jogging, trail running enthusiasts in the county. Also, it's open to the public. Uh, we'll be advertising that again soon, and that's a day to just come and sign up and be a part of something. Proceeds are going to go and help the, uh, all projects of the Big Sur Land Trust uh, and raise awareness about all the work that we're doing on all fronts throughout the county, uh, and it's just going to be a really great day. There'll be prizes for participation. There'll be food. There'll be uh, an incredible trail run out in the backcountry at Mark's Ranch as well. Oh, hell yeah. All right, yeah. Right. yeah. Send us out information for that, and we'll post that up as well. Cujo, get ready. Okay, you get your shoes yeah, ready. You're doing, I think I'll be fine for one. You're, you're, yeah. you're doing that 10K. I think I can actually manage. Uh, 10K? No, that's me talking shit. No, no, no. no, no, no. Maybe the fuck. It's like yeah. six miles. I'll just power walk. But yeah, uh, take it outside. We will need volunteers. So if anybody is oh, interested good. in volunteering, we do have a few shifts available as early as 7 a.m. Um, and going till 4 p.m. Just the cleanup will be the last. And they can, how can they reach out? Yes, yeah, so yeah. you can find us at, on Facebook, uh, or you can email me at vamosafuerasalinas at gmail.com, or call at 831-595-7919. Uh, volunteers, any yeah, general information, down. if you're interested in tabling, we still have a little slot, of, we still have some space for that. Um, yeah, so I hope we can see everybody out there and enjoy the day. All right. Let's talk. some kawamas, bro. Yeah, right. Hey, it's, the, it's the East Hellgate. Side. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't do that. But anyway, let, let the Todd. Thank you guys for being here. Of course. Yeah.
after we figured out all our technical issues. Oh, thanks for your patience, for real. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, boss, man. They all it all worked together. We have mm-hmm. enough equipment now to to make things work, and it, I think it sounded great. I can hear birds chirping in the background. That's so <laughs> earthy. That's yeah. real. That, yeah, that, that ain't a sound drop. That's for real. <laughs> Selena's has nature. Anyway, yeah. thanks again. Almost up later. Yeah, have a good one. Thank you, gentlemen.